0: You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration, and performance by developing limitless self leadership, leaders, teams, and organisations. Now, over to your host, Renee Geruso.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. If you're listening in for the first time, welcome. And if you're one of our regular listeners, I'd like to say thank you for all your feedback and reviews to date been doing a lot of work and writing on the gift of curiosity and curiosity and having a curious mindset I think really as a business owner a leader or in any role can set you up for success because you're not taking things at face value Um, and I think curiosity is a great skill that can be built upon Uh, I was only with a client a few weeks ago and we were talking about what does it take to have a curious mindset? Because we can get caught up being human doings instead of human beings. And I think something, a really quick tip for the listeners out there is, you know, when you're saying something in your mind, you're in a dialogue such as a statement, flip it into a question. So an example is if you meet somebody and you say that person's interesting, maybe ask yourself, what is it that's interesting about that person? And that will change your interaction the questions you ask, and we all know questioning is probably the number one tip to having a curious mindset. So super excited to have a really good friend of mine, a, a lifelong friend and a fellow business owner on as I mentioned, Kate Stewart. Kate is the owner and founder of Stay Tray, a reusable drink tray. She spent most of her career in FMCG working with major retailers and witnessed copious amounts of waste, and this prompted a career change in the pursuit of something more fulfilling. Stay Tray is all about reducing single use all through the humble beverage tray. Stay Tray is a sustainable solution to single use, proudly made in Australia from 100% recycled material. Welcome, Kate. Thanks Renee, really excited to be here. Yeah, it's very special having someone that, that you love in your life that's done something amazing and, and you've done that. And I guess, I guess, Kate, I, you've created this amazing purpose-driven business, you know, and it's all around sustainability, all Australian owned, which is awesome. I'd love to hear, because I think you have a very curious mindset, when was the moment, the defining moment that you thought of this and what's the story?
0: Yeah, thanks Renee. I think for me, it was one of those um, one of those things that was sitting in the back of my mind, and often it would sit there, and I would thought provoke around exactly what that that idea or that piece of innovation might look like. And I think it came about from watching people and their behaviour, and uh, following this enormous shift around moving from single use to reusables, yeah. and witnessing people when they were doing the coffee run um obviously taking their reusable cups whether it be a a keep cup or a joker or like trying to do the right thing reduce their waste but ironically carrying some of those vessels in a reusable uh, sorry a disposable cardboard tray
1: oh the cardboard trays we all know those and you're making me feel like a coffee kate i love you know (laughs) i love my coffee
0: and so i think through that Mm -hmm. observation of watching people try and change their behavior but ultimately still having a single use item whether it be through McDonald's drive through or on the coffee run, it felt like there was a real opportunity to rethink that space. And so I guess that's where my curious mind came into
1: play. Isn't it amazing if you hadn't had that curious mindset and you hadn't noticed that and questioned it and researched it, because I remember even talking to you when you were researching it, what would you be doing now?
0: And that's, that's a really interesting provocation Renee, because I think having spent almost 20 years working um for a a large corporate where we obviously met um and having worked within fmcg um, my curiosity has led me into a very different space now so having been a, a business manager and working with major retailers i'm now um in recycled plastics manufacturing and tooling and in design and rethinking mm-hmm. and reinventing a space so it's led it led me in a direction that I could never have anticipated
1: it has but at the same time I'm sure those of you listening would agree the things you've done to that point have helped you with that they absolutely have you know yeah. and and, and I, I know in my business you know lead, leading teams and sales teams and all the different things and leadership and coaching you know as much as I have my own business and do all that with other companies now, I wouldn't have the understanding and the background, and I guess I guess the credibility to do that if I hadn't done that.
0: Exactly right. So it's something
1: to really think about, and I think if you've got a curious mindset, I think it sets you up for always exploring and, and innovating in process, product, and in service, which is awesome. So... When you researched, so you researched to check there was no one else doing a reusable um, recycled plastic coffee cup tray. That's unbelievable. No one was doing it.
0: No, no one was doing um, not only a recycled version or an Australian made version, but no one was really doing a version um, of a reusable drink tray. Nice. And so when we started, it was about how do we reduce single use and mm. what could a reusable version look like and would people embrace it? Would they make it part of their everyday? But given my curious mind, it created so many other possibilities. Mm. As I started on this journey, I started to question whether it would be possible to make it out of rehoming some of the mm. world's waste and um and create it from reusable uh, re, uh, recycled software. material um and rather than automatically go to china which a lot of businesses yeah. do there i started probing questions around whether i could produce it locally mm. and so it was an interesting journey and one that has seen me land where i am um, yeah. currently at today but um Uh, one that I think was only only came about because of the fact that I kept asking questions and the the why and why not
1: and not assume not assume and I think with anything we think about I always even when I read a book I always say what if what Mm -hmm. not and what else yeah and and that can be a thought provoker um, as as you know, Kate, I'm writing the book The Gift Mindset, and I believe, you know, we all we all have the power to turn our challenges and successes into lessons we can share with others. I, I guess if I think of the gift of curiosity, what, what does curiosity mean to you?
0: I think curiosity is about exploring and um, for me curiosity fuels the the passion and um, learning and mm. creates possibilities essentially so yeah. I think um, curiosity is something that us requires people to think differently not accept that there's a norm and that the state that someone, something currently exists in is a state that it will, yeah. in which it will remain yeah I
1: and love
0: that. so I think um, a curious mindset can lead you almost anywhere it and can, so, and you got
1: to focus it. Do you, do you reckon? Like, because I'm a bit like you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Sky right. is the.
1: I mean, my big word in life is limitless. So say no more.
0: <laughs> so I think you're absolutely right. It's mm. about focusing, but for me, the curious component comes with the exploration. So explore and then rechannel, focus, and and work out exactly what the next yeah. direction is from there. So and with
1: relevancy, because correct. sustainability is so it's getting bigger and bigger and i even remember when you launched it was the week maccas um stopped plastic straws it was so and that was coincidental but how how amazing is that but it's making sure it's relevant i love um some of the quotes we talked about before around curiosity fuels provocation passion and learning Mm -hmm. i love that
0: Thank you. I think for me, um, provocation is a word I use a lot because Mm. it is thought-provoking. It's requiring people to um, reassess either a a situation or an object or an environment Mm. and think differently about that and be, um, I guess, open to... How that being or object or environment exists and why it exists. Yeah, as such.
1: I love it. It's questioning things, isn't it? And it's a great word provocation. Thought, I just think thought provoking, and I think learning as well. I I've always had a, a saying: anything out of you know those people you talk to, and they go, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know." <laughs> I always say, "Anything out of I know is growth." Yeah, and and it's and it's. Do you think it? You need to get out of your comfort, or what I call your your comfort zone into your stretch zone to be curious.
0: I think so, and I think mm. that that's what mm. our beautiful brain forces us to do. Um, and when it is that you have an idea, and I guess for me, the curiosity fueled my innovation. Yeah. yeah. And that innovation wouldn't have come about if I weren't observing my environment, mm. the way that people were behaving. Um, and I think that if you're taking the time to reflect and assess. You will always realize that there is opportunities to view things differently and become really curious.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think I think that's, you know, I I have know, known you for how long have we known each other? I was trying to 18, 20? 18 or nineteen years. Gosh, maybe? since we were two. Mm-hmm. So cute, isn't it? Um, but I'm thinking, you know, resilience and it's a, a word i, I, I saw in, in something you'd written down resilience to me is a set of skills yeah. and i think to be res, resilient resilience not one thing i think it's it's empathy it's, a, it's gratitude and it's curiosity yep yeah, because if you're curious and you're learning from even the biggest challenge um i think that's the only way you'll step into that that stretch zone does that make sense yeah it does and i
0: think the the piece around resilience so you're absolutely right it's all of Mm. those things that make resilience but it's the life experience and the fact that um there are challenges that people face and there's incredible experiences that shape us yeah and it's people's mindset that will either define what road they go yeah. down and how they how they manage each yeah. of those components
1: and mindset so important we do a lot of work on a lot of our work you've got to start with the mindset yes. that's the foundation yes. of building a house it's mindset um and you've got here you know agility and innovation come from a truly curious mindset think and keep thinking From a leadership position, you know, and we've both had leadership positions in companies and I guess everyone's a leader. We're all leaders of self. How do you think having a curious mindset helps when you're leading a team? I
0: think um, the curiosity piece um, is something that great coaches do really well. Yeah. I think it's around the challenging the norm and those questions that we were asking earlier about the the what if or the why or the why not Um, and I think a great leader is someone that can support their team, make sure that they have all of the the necessary Mm. um, uh, uh, assets that they require and one of those is the provocation around do we accept that as the norm or what if we were Mm. to do this or what if we were to do that and so I think the leadership piece Um, has been key and some of the most incredible leaders that I've had have had the most curious minds and they've absolutely immersed themselves in that space I love it and that's where they thrive and get their energy
1: and and it's also too I think there's a lot of we know a lot of and I know some businesses I'm working in the cultures very much we don't take risks because what if it goes wrong whereas Mm -hmm. we know back where we used to work the culture really was Let's do it. What could go right? Yes. And I think it cascades into a culture, this whole curiosity, this this curious mindset. Um, and, and I think to innovators, you know, Brene Brown says, you know, if you're not innovating, you're not showing courage. And we've all got to have that. Speaking of courage, and I know being a business owner has its challenges and its gifts, I guess, because we learn and we can share with others. What's been your biggest challenge? In your, um, so when did you launch? What year?
0: So I launched in 2017.
1: So since then, what's a few years. Mm -hmm. um, What's been, I guess, your biggest challenge and what were the two key lessons you got out of it that you could share with our listeners?
0: The biggest challenge. So I think the biggest challenge early on was navigating this new space for me. So this is a vastly different, Business and working environment to that that I was used to. I had incredible um, peers and systems Mm. and processes. um, And I was now working on my own, starting Mm. a business and trying to navigate an industry I essentially knew nothing about. So that was an enormous challenge. But what I did was essentially control the elements that I could and through um, uh, curiosity was able to work through exactly where I could get the support that I best needed yeah. and so that was always through um, those that I trusted mm. my peers who were able to help me navigate this space mm. so people um, were so incredibly supportive and this is one piece and you that remember
1: that don't you You absolutely you do. so remember who's been there and not, not blowing wind up you and going, you're amazing, but even going, what if this happened? Have you thought about this? That's exactly right. With good intention. Yes,
0: correct. Mm. And so I think the biggest challenge was navigating that space, but it was how I could best leverage my contacts and my network to do exactly that yeah. and to do it really well. It was unfamiliar territory. I was walking through manufacturing mm. plants uh, with tool makers uh up until two years ago, I didn't know what a toolmaker did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then looking at injection molders and a whole variety of things were which were essentially a foreign mm. language to me. So that was an enormous learning curve, but one that I was so excited by, which meant that the task that was presenting itself, which was ultimately a challenge, was seen less uh, less as a, a, a challenging task yeah. and more of something that I truly wanted to embrace.
1: If you've got the passion, yeah. and I use the term passion project, And a lot of people sometimes go, oh, that sounds like it's something you do on the side or a side hustle. But I always say, and those of you listening, and they say, what is it? One in four people in Australia now have a side hustle. Um, Usually that's what you're curious about and what you're interested in that leads to what you do bigger picture. So even back in my corporate life, I... I was coaching on the side. I was studying neuroscience and NLP. There's a reason for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You saw
1: this 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 gap yeah. for this product, and it's an it's an amazing product. And I know many listeners and clients. I've I've given you some of the stay trays, and it's it's genius what you've done. So well Thanks, done, Renee.
0: I think the passion piece is a really interesting one because my passion I would always identify as making a difference to people and planet like literally yeah. trying to make a difference yeah. and i didn't know what that looked like when i left mm. um, fmcg and it was only through um through the piece that i talked around the behavioral piece and trying to literally make a difference yeah. to people and planet i found myself with stage
1: and that's awesome that's and that's your big passion so don't people get caught up in the day-to-day it's not what you do day-to-day it's the payoff. And the contribution, the gift of contribution that you make. So my mine's people and potential. Mm-hmm. Yours are people and planet. Yeah. Nice. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. There you go. So just just on curiosity, why do you think being curious can be hard? I, I, um, I use the word curious a lot. So if, if I said to someone, why are you doing what you do? Or I say to them, I'm curious to know why do you do what you do? It changes the whole feel of the question and and it changes the response I get back because people actually know I'm not trying to be interesting. I'm trying to be interested in them. So why do you think people struggle with curiosity?
0: I think people think that curiosity can be exhausting. Mm. And the reason that I say that is because I have an extremely curious six-year-old who can be very (laughs) exhausting but why why? (laughs) um and I when I talk to other like-minded people and Mm. other leaders and they have people who may or may not be within their team that are are less curious and don't often like to ask those questions of Mm. themselves they sense an element of frustration when they are trying to coach that individual or um kind of essentially probe them for either a little bit more information or how might we do different, yeah. this they get scared almost. Correct. And so mm. it's not everybody's strength. No. Um, and so it's not necessarily something that you're born with. No. But it's how you foster that and where the, you're passionate about being yeah. really curious. And I don't think that that is necessarily everybody's mm. um, first preference. Yeah. And so I think you can through having day-to-day conversations with whether it be your team or peers or others in the industry. Customers. Essentially, yeah. Mm. Well, And you work out pretty quickly what their their scale or index is on the curiosity chart. Those that are really intrigued and wanting to know Mm. more and asking plenty of questions are typically high on the scale of that of curiosity and curious mind. Yeah. And those that accept it for what it is. Uh, often sit lower down the scale in their comfort zone.
1: Yeah, and it is comfort zone. People get scared. I mean, we've all been there. We get scared to get it wrong, but I think sometimes people get scared of what it could bring.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of
1: business owners I've done done work with in the past are like, what if this takes off? I'm mm-hmm. like, or they usually say, what if it doesn't? I go, what if it does? And they go into overwhelm because of the power of that, which I find exciting I am. What do you think the opposite of curious is? Oh, got you on the spot. Good question. So, if we're highly curious, so we're probing, we're wanting to extract different and challenge others, I guess, and challenge processes and things.
0: I think that uh, I, I don't know that I've got the right terminology for this, but I think someone in a state of acceptance is
1: the wrong acceptance
0: yeah well yeah actually very very true the Mm. wrong acceptance is someone that is a less curious mind Mm. so it's not to say that they don't um want to continue to learn but it might be that they're not curious in a particular space so So it could be contextual correct and i think often it is Mm. i think if you've got somebody that's um, their passion is outdoor and their gardening, and mm. that there's a lot of curiosity in that particular space because that's their enjoyment, that's yeah. their what they love doing. But if their day job is that they go to work and they're in a call center mm. and it's a means to an end, they may well be very um, far less curious in that space.
1: I get it's contextual, it's and all instrumental. Yeah, I just wrote down curious confidence. Oh, because like I've it. done a lot of work, I've done a lot of. Um, speaking lately the last few months on confidence which I I think purpose fuels your confidence Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that lack confidence if I say what's your purpose they can't answer it and I think you know you're right people can be confident with certain people or delivering a presentation to a certain group but then I see them a week later and they're with their peers and they fall apart Mm -hmm. so I think the curious mindset could be contextual I might have to put that in my book
0: just come up with something
1: so just just before we move into some other things three key tips if i'm listening right now and i really feel my you know being curious isn't something i've thought haven't been curious about being curious what could help me be more curious anyone listening three key things
0: exploration 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 is absolutely key. And so whether it's um, through being curious about something that you love or um, whether it is that you've wanted to take mm. on a new task or... A passion that you've put to, to the decide. side. Yeah, or if it is, that, to your point, mm. around the side hustle, why does it need to be a side hustle? That's right. Yeah, so have you really sat down and done real mm. exploration on what that could look like in yep. a perfect world could this be your yeah this yeah, your love your career yeah
1: um
0: tips uh i feel like curiosity will always um force you into an agile and innovative space
1: so be agile and innovative <clears throat> yes. is that the tip
0: yeah absolutely sorry the tip is yeah, yeah. yes
1: yeah yeah
0: be agile and Um,
1: innovative so look at look at things outside the box be be open to things going wrong almost yeah absolutely Mm. um and i think um
0: the tip is put the last tip is probably around creating some space so there's a piece around exploring but there's also that piece around just to stop pause take stock of what it is that you're doing
1: critical thinking almost, isn't it
0: that's far more articulately put Thank you, Renee. something
1: I know I need to do more. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. So so, um, exploration, so think about what you love, what you're passionate, what you're interested in because those little things that you look forward to doing in the cracks of time are probably the thing you should be exploring and being curious about. Being agile and innovative, I love that, and creating that space to be that. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. And I think last but not least, questioning. I think don't assume, ask some kick butt questions. Key questions yeah. one at a time and use the person's response to shape your next question. Yeah, great tip. How often do we go, we, we've all done it, you know, and I know I've run this in some of my workshops where you bump into someone at a shopping centre and they go, hi, and you go, good. Yeah. Like they haven't even asked you, sequence, right? Sequence, yeah. <laughs> so, so just a little bit about one question, listen to the response. And then shape your next question and then they feel value to go deeper and both of you will have, I guess, a more curious driven sort of conversation.
0: Yep. That's so done.
1: Yeah. So, um, who, Kate, I'd be interested in this. I've never asked you this actually. Who's someone you admire and why?
0: Look, there's a lot of incredible leaders out Mm. there. There's a lot of incredible individuals, whether it be family or friends. Um, But when I started thinking about the people that have supported um, my journey, for want of a better word, and certainly that have always fostered the curiosity piece for me, um, we're not anybody um, that anybody will know. So they're not famous people. Mm. It's not someone that you've seen on a TED Talk. I had two incredible female leaders in my 17 years um, working within FMCG, and those women were the most confident, intelligent, mm. thought-provoking, curious women that I've ever met. Yeah, There wasn't a um, an individual that wouldn't have gone to them to seek clarity around a challenge, to talk mm. to them about a project to have the for them as their confidant and those two women shaped um certainly my career yeah um but certainly were really big supporters of my exit strategy which was around um wanting to do more with people and planet outside business so i think those two women um who i won't name because i'm sure that they will be terribly embarrassed if they're listening
1: i reckon they might know i
0: think that they will absolutely know who they are Um, And they have gone on to do bigger and better things as well and truly have followed their their passion um, through utilising their own curious minds and have landed themselves in a really successful, very, um, very happy space.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So what are three key attributes they both had in common? Obviously a curious mindset because that's a mirror of you. Correct. So that appeals to you.
0: Um, They were both exceptional leaders. Yeah, yeah. So I think exceptional leaders, uh, leaders um, empathy, empathy, certainly, which, I mean, complements their leadership capability mm. and skill. But the curious mind was certainly something that um, if you'd ever had to ask individuals about what were the, the three things that most resonated yep. um, or, or skills that were attributed to those women, it was certainly curious, curiosity. Yeah, I
1: love it. I love it. And isn't it funny, like, if you could go back to your younger self, you know, you would have had that in you. I think there's a lot of things within us, even leadership. We, we, the, you are born with certain things, but I do believe everything can be learnt. Absolutely. Of always, and I think that's one. Um, we talked about the, the challenges a little bit earlier, and I love that you think, you know, and your, your thoughts around... Being challenged, and I'm a big believer too. I think it's a stacked type mm-hmm. of resilience, and it forces you to stay a step ahead.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does.
1: And and you know, those listening in psychology, anything you've done in life, you can do again. It's almost imprinted in you physically and and um, psychologically. So, do you think that helps? Oh, more? yeah. Uh,
0: absolutely. And I think being able to read a situation. Um, and having self-awareness around yeah. that particular situation is an enormous um, bonus, if you like. Mm. But the the staying one step ahead and, and being true to yourself and your actual belief system. That's important. It is critical. Mm. And critical if it is that you're wanting to bring to life either um, a... a, a project or a business or a product that is um with absolute authenticity
1: it has to be and i I don't think you can stay resilient and stay on stuff through even a business we're both business owners through challenging times if you don't realign and tap into your purpose correct and i think i think that's something that gets lost a bit you know some people forget why they're doing what they do Mm I always call it your why to fly. What is it that lights you up? Maybe your purpose has changed. You know, not you personally, but there's, there's. I know there's listeners out there. You know, and some people I know that are now saying, I don't. I'm just not happy. Things aren't happening, and their purpose has changed, and that's okay. We change. Our values change. So tapping into that deep self awareness is important. Being a limitless leader. And we all know limitless leaders like to learn, unlearn, learn again and evolve. The sky isn't the limit. We can always look at what we can do and I guess who we can become in that process. We need to get balance in our life. I know you do insane hours as well and you're high energy Absolutely. and organized. What keeps you re-energized?
0: I I really got back to basics on this one, having a couple of young kids, having commuted for a really long time and now having my own business. Um, I was really optimistic that there would be so many more hours in the day and that's Mm. just simply not the case. So back to basics for me is getting enough sleep. Yeah. I'm really diligent about... um, the time that I go to bed or reasonably do you go urgent. do you
1: sort of go to bed at, that was very wishy-washy do you go <laughs> to bed at the same time and get up at the same time
0: no I don't but I have a curfew yeah so curfew I do <laughs> I know I feel like I'm 14 or 15 again <laughs> yeah. but I do I curfew myself so I'm always in my bed before 10 p.m yeah and three mornings a week I set my alarm for 4:30 or 5 because they're my best hours yeah, of my day I get that so yeah. you and I have spoken at length about this before and I'm really disciplined on that because it help me, helps me maintain um, my mental health my physical mm. health health it means I can find time to exercise yeah. and yet I'm not taking away time from my family yeah. so whether it be that I get up early to exercise or I'm on my computer mm. it's the most productive time of my day and it's my time
1: yeah and that's and that's important it's the hours my my nunna used to say to me the hours before midnight i think i've told you this when we never used to go to bed early back in our younger days <laughs> the the hours before midnight are worth double yes So that's why sometimes if you do go to bed at 10 o'clock you wake up feeling refreshed yeah. um but it's also those early hours and i'm a bit the same i have two mornings a week i get up very very early and do my thinking work yeah because by the end of the day and the night, we know that can be, get a bit um, stifled.
0: And that, for me, is so true, Renee. I think active mind. My mind is active yeah. and alert of a morning. And some people aren't morning people. No. And that's okay. So you find the space and the time that works best for you. And mine is yeah. often 4.30 in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, love I love it. Crazy. We all get our energy at usually, the, it's called larks and owls. Um, so larks get their energy, obviously, in the morning, not with caffeine. And owls get their energy at night. And those of you listening, there is a um, a little survey you can do online and we'll get that link to you. Um, I've actually done it and I sit in the middle cave. <laughs> so I'm morning and night. I go to bed of very late and get are, up Renee. early. So in exercise, what do you do for exercise? And I guess what's your meditation?
0: Um, I'm not as disciplined as I should be with meditation. However, I really enjoy... My switch off is hmm. listening to a podcast or a TED Talk or just reading for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, my outlet is running. Yeah. So I run every day, not for long, not for very far, but it's my time that i then in. And occasionally it's on a treadmill and I get yeah. to catch up on what I call my zone out. So something on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, where yep. it's just my time, my half an hour to myself.
1: It's, I love that, and and keep in mind, meditation. The word is quite broad. I mean, yep. my I meditate sometimes in the traditional mindfulness sense, but my meditation's cooking. Yep, that's my zone out. Whereas some people, it's watching TV. Everyone's yep. different, so it's finding what that is for you. Because if your cup's not full in that area, mm-hmm. you know, I call it mastering your mojo. We we actually ran a program on this a few years ago. Um, so really getting balance in, in, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally and mentally, yeah. you know. So uh, we could talk forever. Is there any final things on a cure? you know, because we've we, we got leaders, business owners listening, students, we've we got quite a mixed following Anything, you you know, any last tip on having a curious mindset, Kate, or the gift of curiosity?
0: I think the gift of curiosity is so um, underrated. I yeah. think for me what I've learned is that curiosity absolutely has the ability to transform an insight or an idea into an opportunity, and Love that's it. exactly what transpired for me. Yep. So I think that that's key, and so that's applicable to – Um, a product a service something that you're passionate about Mm. curious mindset doesn't just have to be in the business space no no so um, and that's
1: important yeah it could even just be having a curious outlook not doing anything with it but being more open like a child yeah correct you know children ask why and as soon as they start to get their own values and they're teenagers they stop asking why because they feel Mm -hmm. silly and then here we are as adults talking about how to be curious. Yeah, that's just reframing We're wired. Yeah. We're wired for it. So finishing on today, I've got a few. We have our little quick trivia and I'm adding one more in for you. Oh, goodness. So first of all, what is your favorite word? Oh,
0: goodness. Okay. Um, I would have to say belief. Belief mm. would be my favorite word because it is, whether it, it's so applicable to so many different um components of your life. So whether it be belief in yourself, belief in your product or piece yep. of innovation that you've delivered. But to have the belief in your own capability, all of mm. these things is just so important. And so I love it. I it feel like I with, yeah. yeah, exactly right. And I feel like belief is just has such a positive connotation.
1: It does. As long as we make sure we, we, we're, what we're believing empowers us and we let go of, I call them dead cats, the limiting yep. beliefs. Yep. Yeah. Great. What is your favorite food?
0: My favorite food.
1: Oh, I know why
0: you're asking this um my favorite food is not a meal it's not anything extravagant and it's also my children's favorite food and it's a cucumber
1: oh yes I didn't even (laughs) I thought that's why
0: you asked it because you knew how ridiculous it was she
1: does love so why refreshing
0: refreshing healthy I, I think that As children, we were given cucumbers, and my children now eat cucumbers, and we go through a copious amount in our house. Yeah, the cucumber movement. It's just really when I said back to basics, it's um, cucumber. I love that. Well, they're good for you. You could have
1: said chocolate.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: What noise or sound do you love?
0: Oh, this will make me a bit nostalgic. I think there's no better sound in the world than two things children laughing and giggling mm. and not knowing that you're there and just yeah. that sheer enjoyment um, gorgeous uh, and I think one that takes me back to my childhood is just the sound of rain on a tin roof oh, there is there is anything better, better nothing better and I feel like it's the only excuse as an adult that you ever get the permission to have a sleep in is when you can oh. hear it absolutely teeming outside and it's pelting down on the roof yeah. and that's just no, it is divine,
1: feeling. isn't it? it? When you know you don't have to go, when
0: you know you don't have to go anywhere, when you know you're not doing a commute to not office, five, not Sunday 5 a.m. Yeah. during the week,
1: yeah. No, I love that as well. And last but not least, um, what profession would you pursue, you know, or would you like to attempt? Um,
0: this is very different to what I have done and what I currently do but I think that I would uh, in another world be a builder
1: yeah so yeah.
0: my husband is builder I enjoy working mm. alongside him on projects not all the time but for the most, <laughs> most part time. I just love the ability to be able to have an idea construct and bring it to fruition bring it to life, yeah. and I think I've always been really hands-on I'm practical but I'm my skills one of the things that I'm greatest in the world is Painting and not artistic painting yeah. is painting. Walls I love painting, and most people hate it. The same, I find it's it therapeutic. Really exactly right. We
1: better not tell too many. Anyway, yeah, right? exactly.
0: So yeah, it's uh, it's quite different from what I currently do, but I just love the, yeah. the abilities. but to... you're still
1: involved. You know, I'm married to a builder. We're still involved in it, but Correct. not in the full time yes. time thing. I'm sure you enjoyed the conversation with Kate Stewart as much as I did, and I love that she's embraced the gift of curiosity in her life and brought it into the way she thinks and better still into her actions. The gift mindset is all about embracing challenges and successes and distilling down the lessons so that we can use them in our lives and share them with others. The gift of curiosity is now more important than ever. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's being open to embrace what's new to look at the opportunities, the growth, and the possibility in anything. Just to let you know, my new book, Gift Mindset, hits the bookshelves in Australia at the end of February and is available for pre-order right now if you jump on giftmindset.com. The website has a lot about the book. We'll be adding resources to that. And if you're a business out there or you've got an upcoming event or conference or you'd love to reward your team with the book, then let us know at admin at um, as we're doing bulk orders. If you'd love to know more about the gift of curiosity, I deep dive into this as one of the 12 gifts in the book. So I look forward to being able to share that with you. Have an amazing day or night wherever you're listening from and a super 2021
0: you've been listening to limitless leaders podcast leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership leaders teams and organizations to find out how you can accelerate your mindset your communication collaboration and connection to become a limitless leader sign up for our limitless leaders podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series that's Renegarusso.com forward slash podcast series